Wellness Force Radio, episode 47. Literally, you're just moving your body in a very specific way so energy can flow through you unencumbered. And in Chinese medicine philosophy, if the energy is slowing down or it's hindered or it's stagnant, that's where the energy becomes harmful to our body. It creates chaos or havoc inside of our body. But when the energy's fresh, it's clean, and it's moving, then it's doing all the things that help your body thrive, which is it's sparking your endocrine system, it's sparking your immune system, it's sparking all of the different systems that help keep your body running at an optimum level. Welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. I am your host, Josh Trent. Thank you so much for this little slice of your day you're spending here with me on the show. If you're brand new to Wellness Force, this is where I bring you the most inspiring and passionate experts in wellness, technology, and behavior change. These are the thought leaders. They dedicate their lives to empowering us with knowledge and tools that'll drive real transformation in our physical and emotional wellness. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk about something that I've been doing every single afternoon. It's taking a walk with an audiobook. You know, there's been a lot of people that have reached out to me saying, thank you so much for the links from the books, all the guests that come on, but I just don't have the time to read the books. Well, now you do because at wellnessforce.com slash free book, you can get a free 30-day trial for any book on Audible, choosing from over 180,000 titles in health, wellness, or any subject that suits you. And now you can get that for free 30 days at wellnessforce.com slash free book. It helps the show and it's of no cost to you. And I'm going to pause and take a breath. Let's take a breath together. Doesn't that feel great? Sometimes just taking a breath can be the difference between a bad decision and a good decision. On today's show, we're going to have one of the most sought after meditation and Qigong teachers in the world on Wellness Force Radio to teach us how to do that how to actually be in the moment. You know, a lot of people have come on the show and talked about meditation and how to integrate that, but the movement of meditation today through Peter Peterson's teaching is going to be powerful. I think you're gonna learn a lot more than you've ever heard about meditation and movement combined into a practice. Peter Peterson is a highly sought after Qigong meditation and wellness coach for the past two decades. He's been the massage therapist for the last 11 years and taught at high echelon clubs across the country, like Rancho La Puerta, McCamus Ranch, and at the present moment retreat. Peter's also a wellness coach. He teaches Qigong to help people ground themselves into their now to increase the present moment awareness of their behaviors and find solutions to problematic habits such as eating, moving, negative thinking, and poor sleep. Peter gives people what he calls a toolbox of healthy information that gives his clients the ability to become their own health advocate and regain a sense of stability, peace, and well-being into their everyday lives. We're going to talk about some amazing and exciting things today, but I want you to keep an open mind when you listen to Peter. Today's show is going to be both exciting and a challenge because it's going to challenge the part of your mind that says, I want to get out of the now. But as Eckhart Tolle talks about in his book, The Power of Now, all we have is right now. So right now, let's jump into the powerful conversation with Qigong master and meditation healer, Peter Peterson. Peter, welcome to the show. Uh, greetings. Good to be with you. 
This is fun. This is actually our second interview. First one got lost in the matrix, but today we're obviously in this moment for an absolute reason. And today I'm excited to talk about the now. I mean, this is what I'm really pumped to have you on the show about is not only have you been practicing Qigong and meditation, massage therapy for almost two decades, but you really teach people how to ground themselves and get into their, as you call it, their now. But before we jump into the show today, Peter, and expound upon what meditation is, how Qigong can help people and all the different healing and physical physical, mental, and spiritual assets, there's a lot of information of you online. But I'm curious if you'd like to share something fun or interesting that most people don't know about you. Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, I think what a lot of people may not know about me is I love to, I, I mean, people know that I love to move, but I love to dance. And wherever I go, wherever I'm teaching, um, whatever, like if there's a musical event happening or if there's an ecstatic dance gathering happening or five rhythms happening, I go and participate in that. And it's one of the funnest things I can do for my life. I mean, it's really, it's my meditation. It's kind of like my, my church, my cathedral huh. when I, when I um, do those activities. So yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. That's what I love to do the most. It's funny dance. too, because dance is something that people do only when it's like they're getting drunk or they're going out. What about dance is just a healing practice? I mean, we're definitely going to talk about everything else today from this physical, spiritual, and mental, but how do you feel like dance integrates into that? To me, I feel like it's one of the best ways to release mental, emotional hurts and pains in your body. And obviously it can release physical pain as well. But uh, when you are stuck on something or something negative has happened, um, I feel like one of the best ways to release that mental, emotional pain is to move your body and to move it vigorously and to literally like shake out whatever is that's weighing you down. So to me, movement is is my modality, obviously, because I teach Qigong, which is a moving meditation. But dance is very vigorous. It's fun and, and to me, very healing. You've been an instructor for, like I said, almost two decades. But your journey to becoming a healer happened in Grass Valley in 2000 or 2001. Take us back there, Peter. What kind of sparked your interest in being a healer back in 2001? Well, it was kind of like it was kind of like my Kundalini awakening. It, it was my first real uh, experience of what energy was. It's, it was kind of like it was kind of like Luke Skywalker being introduced to the Force by Yoda, Obi Wan Kenobi, where you're like, "Oh my God!" There's this energy that's running through everything, and it connects and binds the universe together. And I can actually move that energy inside of me to make myself feel more amazing and happy. And I basically, I walked into this room. It was like this giant old church from like the late 1800s. And it had this like mystical and magical feel about it. And this teacher was telling everybody how to move in this very fluid and relaxed way. And I was like, I was intrigued. I was, I was spellbound. I was like, wow, this looks amazing. I want to do this. So I started doing this one move and I did this one move for like 45 minutes straight until finally the teacher was like, okay, let's take a break, get a glass of water, you know, go to the bathroom. And I came out of that 45 minute session of moving my body totally transformed. 
I was in another world. I was in another state of consciousness. I was so relaxed, but also hyper-focused at the same time. And I went over to these giant double doors to look outside, just to look at the world in a different way. And I opened up the doors and just could see energy literally moving. I could, I could feel like the wind on my face. I could see sun coming through the clouds. And, but I mean, obviously you could see them, but it was like the energy of what I was seeing was much more apparent. It was, and all of my senses were more acute, but also I was super relaxed. And I was like, wow, where do I get more of this intense passion for being alive because that's basically what it was for me is, is like this opening up of this energy channel that was so enormous I felt like I was I was a completely different person and that was that was actually the beginning of my journey of becoming a healer and and a teacher so you, you actually wrote on your website that the state of consciousness you felt was simply enchanting it was being super tranquil and at peace but at the same time, completely awake and aware. So this practice led you to two years of training, and then you ended up teaching at Rancho La Puerta. So for those of the audience that might not know, it's really the oldest wellness resort in North America and one of the most popular. Tell us about that journey for two years, getting certified in Qigong and kind of how that flourished into what you do now. Well, I, Josh, I just started teaching wherever I could. Um, mostly it was at gyms. Uh, there was a few retirement centers I went to. There was an oncology center I taught at for a little while. And I basically just drove – I was driving all over Northern California, teaching at all these different places, just trying to get as much experience as I could until one day my mother happens to be in a, a meditation workshop with um, a person who works down at Rancho La Puerta and she said, hey, my, my son teaches Qigong. And she's like, well, we could maybe you know, have him come down and teach. And a month later, I was in Mexico teaching at this amazing wellness retreat. And, and I guess the, the rest is kind of history. It's like from then on out, I've been teaching at retreat centers um, all, over the, all over the world. And I feel very fortunate that um, that, that chance meeting happened because I don't know what my life would have been like if those if those two people had not such met. a serendipitous so moment, huh? I I know it was it was crazy, but but really uh, those two years were me just teaching as much as I could, and I went to um, two different teacher trainings. There was one in Hawaii and another one in Nova Scotia, Canada, and that's where I became certified in two thousand four to to teach. And, and then I started – and then I opened up a retreat center down in Mexico after Rancho La Puerta and I was there for like several years honing my craft of becoming a teacher there as well. So let's talk about what Qigong actually is because I think in the wellness industry, there's a lot of information about breath work, about yoga and some mentions of Qigong. But really explain to us for somebody that's never heard of Qigong before – what Qigong is and how they can begin to kind of integrate this or learn more about Qigong. I'd say the best way to learn about it is just go on YouTube and type in Qigong and you'll see tons and tons of Qigong uh, teachers and different styles. And the spelling is interesting. It's Q-I-G-O-N-G. I always get that spelling mixed up. Correct. Yeah, it's not C-H-I. It's, it's pronounced C-H-I, but it's Q-I-G-O-N-G. My, my, if you want to check out my master teacher's name is Master Lee Jun Feng, and it's L-I-J-U-N-F-E-N-G. And he is 
known to be one of the most amazing Qigong teachers there ever was. I mean, just an incredible teacher. And he's no, renowned around the world as one of the best ever. And I, got, I was just very fortunate to have met him and to been able to study with him for the past 14 years. And, and to let you know what Qigong is, it just means energy movement. Or and qi means energy or life force. Gong means work, cultivation, or movement. So literally, you're just moving your body in a very specific way so energy can flow through you unencumbered. And in Chinese medicine philosophy, if the energy is slowing down or it's hindered or it's stagnant, that's where the energy becomes harmful to our body. It creates chaos or havoc inside of our body. But when the energy is fresh, it's clean, and it's moving, then it's doing all the things that help your body thrive, which is it's sparking your endocrine system. It's sparking your immune system. It's sparking all of the different systems that help keep your body running at an optimum level. You wrote on your site, this is why the martial art masters in China created Qigong thousands of years ago to be in this hyper-focused state that basically gives one-pointed awareness that makes a practitioner incredibly present of their now. Talk about that a little bit. What did you mean by that? I mean that you are so immersed in the now. There's no such thing as past or future. There, you're not perseverating on what's going to happen. You're not worrying. You're not, you know, you're not angry or sour about what's happened. You're so immersed in the now. You are in this amazingly happy, tranquil state. And it's really, it's kind of hard to explain and talk about. It's really kind of a feeling you just have to experience. But I, I mean, the closest thing I, I think I could say is kind of like, it's kind of like being high. It's kind of like having this euphoric type feeling, but it's not that. It's actually even, a, to me, in my personal opinion, it's even better than that type of feeling because you're so much in love of who you are and what you are and what you're doing. It's like you're at this place of peace. And to me, that's the highest state you can possibly attain is being in that peaceful state of mind that is totally immersed in the now. And Qigong gets me there in a moment's notice. I mean, I can literally do three to five minutes of this and I am completely relaxed in my body, aware of my breath and focused of who and what I'm doing. I think everyone's excited about, everyone's definitely excited about Qigong. I mean, I'm listening to you speak about Qigong and I'm thinking, should I stand on one foot? Should I breathe? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's actually, it's a moving where you feel like you're underwater. So the lighter you move your body, the more your energy centers can open up. So the energy centers in your hands and your feet and the top of your head all begin to open and allow this energy to flood in like a water. And, and when you're stiff and you're rigid, those energy centers close and the energy stops moving. And that's where a lot of disease happens. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I'm thinking about from a practical standpoint. So someone might be listening and they're saying, okay, this sounds awesome. I want to start doing Qigong now. Besides going on the internet and looking about it, can you describe a few of the movement just so we can snapshot a picture for our brain, no matter what we're doing in our day of, of what really Qigong looks like from a movement standpoint? Just a few examples. Okay. So if you, if you've, I'm sure you've probably seen Tai Chi where, the hand movements are mostly pushing away from your body. It's, it's mar tai Chi is a martial art and it's a defensive posture where you're pushing the energy out. Qigong is bringing the energy in. So all of the hand movements are, are where the hands are coming in towards the body. So think of, think of you standing up 
and I'm going to bring my hands up over my head and then I'm going to bend the elbows and the hands are going to come down towards my head and past my neck, chest, and stomach. Can you, can you get that visualization? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying it right now. Okay. So that's called gathering chi and that is known to be the most powerful move in all of Qigong. So if you just do that one move three to five minutes a day, it will tremendously transform your life and your perception of your reality. So I always, I always tell people, if you only have a few minutes a day, do this one move called gathering chi. And you're literally like pulling the energy down through the top of your head and then to the base of your spine. So you're literally pulling the hands up and over your head and then down through your body. Does that, can you, can you feel that sensation? I can visualize exactly what you're saying. And I'm curious now, since we've really unpacked Qigong and you've given even a great example, what is the core difference between the energy that you might be able to cultivate? You called it the Qi in Qigong compared to a mindfulness meditation where you sit and you focus on maybe a box breathing technique. Can you contrast what energy one might cultivate in doing that mindfulness meditation versus Qigong? They're very similar, but also incredibly different. And why Qigong is so amazing is that it, it's, a, it's, an abi- its ability to clear your mind on a moment's notice is tremendous. I mean, you can just, for a few moments, you do these movements and a lot of the chattering of the mind is just gone. It's, it's swept away and you're, and you're very focused on your body and your breath. And then when you want to sit down and just focus on your breath, it's so much easier to do that than if you want to sit down and meditate and not move your body. So I always tell people, if you want to take your meditation to a deeper level, move your body. And it doesn't, you don't have to do Qigong. Like if you just want to go for a walk or play basketball or or, or dance, whatever it is that you want to do that's great for moving your body, that's good for you, do that. But for me, Qigong moves the most energy in the short amount of time. Like I can literally get to the still point of my mind in seconds from Qigong. It makes perfect sense because I'm thinking about a lot of the clients I've worked with and just some of the stuff that I've had people write me about is that, hey, Josh, I can't meditate. It's just too hard to sit still. So I'm thinking about how Qigong could be a way for people to tap into the now by actually moving, giving themselves kind of like a movement practice through Qigong. Let's dive into the mental, physical, and spiritual arms of healing. You are a healer in all facets. You work with people through Qigong and breath work, but also you're a massage therapist. How would you describe the mental, the physical, and the spiritual forms of healing? I know that's kind of a big question, so maybe we'll just go one by one and start with the mental. To reiterate, Moving your body helps move the mental, emotional energy, I think, the best. Um, You know, you can talk about it all you want, and there is some healing, I think, that can happen from going to a therapist or going to a friend and just kind of getting a bunch of stuff off your chest. But to me, I feel like you you have to move your body. And I think if you can do both, like move your body and talk about it, are two of the best things you can do to alleviate mental, emotional pain. But... Um, I feel like it's all connected that really talking, touching, and, and also moving energy are the three best ways of, of alleviating any mental, emotional pain and physical pain. So, uh, go to someone that you trust. It doesn't have to be like a quote unquote healer. 
just go to someone that can hold you in that space of being able to touch you and hold you and and converse with that person in a way that's very nurturing and you're going to be healed you know obviously you want to you want to drink lots of water and eat good food if you can do that that's also a, a bonus but i feel like the energy in your body if it's stagnant it's creating all kinds of havoc and discord and you need to move that energy out and you're only going to move it if you move your body Let's explore the modes of this healing. So you talked about how the mental, the physical, and the spiritual really are one. There's no need to break them down any lower into three because they're really connected. But when we explore the modes of healing and we look at massage or meditation, we've really talked about Qigong already, breathwork, physicality. What are some of the modes of healing that you've seen be the most powerful in the clients that you've worked with? It's, it's energy movement. I actually I have a co-facilitator who I do joint sessions with. Like we both, we basically ta- tag team a client that'll come to us and say, hey, I've got a whole bunch of emotional trauma or I'm holding on to a bunch of baggage that needs to be released. What can I do? And we basically, we basically do kind of like a shamanistic ceremony on this person where we move the energy with our hands. And we'll, we'll ask them to do some qigong first before the session begins, and then we'll lay them down on a, on a you know, massage table or on the ground. And we'll basically touch this person's body where the energy is stagnant. And my co-facilitator has the ability to really see where the person's body is lighting up, where the energy isn't moving. And we can put our hands on those spots and, remo- and literally remove the energy with hand movements from ourselves. This is powerful because you've worked with a lot of people all over the world. You've traveled in your career to countries across the planet, working at events and workshops. And of all the people you've trained and coached, even co-facilitated with this gentleman you spoke about, I'm curious what the biggest struggles or roadblocks you find that the majority of people are facing today when it comes to letting go, getting these stuck energy centers out of the body. I would say lack of awareness is the most the biggest component to why energy and emotion and, and mentality is not let go. Um, people are very distracted. As you know, Josh, we live in a very busy Western society where we are constantly being inundated with all kinds of information from many different types of boxes, from very small boxes in our hands to large boxes in front of our face, like computer screens or TVs. And it takes up a lot of time. And you're also being inundated by a lot of electromagnetic energy that is not good for you as well. So it's very easy to be distracted and to be in this place of not wanting to look at what's coming up for you. And to me, when you take a moment to pause, to like meditate or to move your body like in Qigong or dance, you are allowing that energy and information to come up unencumbered. And a lot of times you can release that energy and that pain it, with this, with the stroke of a few movements of your own body. So you, what I teach is I teach people that you can be your own health advocate. You don't have to go to someone to, to facilitate this healing. You can, for, for some people, it's, people need that, but you can be your own health advocate. You can be your own doctor. You can be your own psychotherapist, your own massage therapist. And literally by moving your body in these gentle fluid fashions like in Qigong, you can achieve that state. And, and that's, that's why I'm here. I am here because I am passionate about moving my body and helping other people heal. I think this might be powerful too for people that might be intimidated by the gym or just not quite sure. Maybe they're kind of a little bit turned off by the 
masculine energy that might <laughs> yes. be at some gyms and whatnot. But I'm thinking <laughs> yes. about this gentle practice as you talked about. Do you feel like these modes that we've discussed today, the qigong, how that's connected to mental, physical, and spiritual, is that going to unlock something in a certain amount of time for people? Have you seen like a 30-day or a 60-day uh, integration of this practice that's really helped people kind of begin learning about who they are, really, when we look at awareness? Josh, everybody's different. Um, it's, it's how sensitive you are to energy. Um, I just, I was very fortunate. I guess I was kind of sensitive to energy already. And I remember when we did a a particular move called expelling unhealthy chi, I could literally feel years and years of pain, anguish, and emotionality leave through the palms of my hands in this one particular move. And I was like, holy crap, like I I can't believe how different of a person I am now because I feel so much lighter. I feel so much more relaxed that this old emotion has finally left my body. So to me, I, I feel like, it, I mean, I, I hate to be a broken record, but this practice, which is called Shen Zhen Qigong, it, it, it literally means unconditional love before time began. And it connects you to a place of energy that you can't even fathom. And this energy is so amazingly healing and you feel so much love running through your body when you're done. I can't, I have not been able to stop talking about it for the last 14 years. That's how powerful it was. But, but you know what? After two months of doing this practice is when I finally got it. Because what initially drew me into the practice is my teacher, I asked him how old he was and he says, oh, I'm 63. And in my head, I was like, holy crap. I want to look like that when I'm 63. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what initially sold me, kind of like my, my own vainness kind of sold me. And it's like, okay, I want to look good. And I was thinking like, well, the movements, you know, the, the exercise movements is what keeps him young and he probably eats right and he exercises. But no, that's not it at all. It's his, it's his tranquilness of his mind. I got, after two months, I realized like, oh, I get why he's so, why he looks so good because he has no stress. He's constantly in the now. He's not perseverating about the past or future. He's always in the present and he takes care of any challenges or difficulties in the present. He, tries to, he doesn't try to solve them in some metaphysical future, which is what causes stress. So to me, that was, the fa- that was figuring out the fountain of youth is that when you can lower your stress through these types of movements and being clear and relaxed in your mind, to me, that is, that is how you're going to stay young your entire life. I'm visualizing this guy. Maybe we can get a photo of him and post him in the show notes uh, so people can get a look at, at how healthy he is. And it's interesting because you talk about being in the now. And this is something that we've gone back to three or four times during the talk today. What do you tell to people, though, that are skeptical? Maybe the naysayers, maybe the people who only believe in one type of modality, maybe just someone that says CrossFit or nothing. What do you tell them when they judge Qigong, when they judge breath work? How do you reach people that are closed off to the idea that this Qigong and this healing breathing practice can actually be effective? Well, I I tell them, like, why not be a scientist? Why not just be open to the possibility of a different form of modality helping and healing you? And because all you're doing, if you have that one mindset of like, well, it's CrossFit or nothing, or it's the gym or nothing, then you're really limiting your, your avenues of how you can heal yourself in so many different dimensions. And, and, and this modality is like it's medical, it's spiritual and martial art qigong all rolled into one. 
And once people try it out, I've, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have people coming up to me after my classes going, oh my God, Peter, that was like the most amazing thing ever. My headache is now gone. My shoulder ache is now gone. And I've had people come up, like call me years later and go, oh my God, that sciatica I had, it's, it, I did it for two weeks and it's now gone. I've, I've been going to a chiropractor for two years and I did this for about a month and it completely healed me. So if I didn't have those stories of people talking to me afterwards, I would not still be doing this today. Uh, so the, the, to me, the proof's in the pudding. People have been coming to me and talking to me how amazing this is. And, and I have my own personal stories as well. But it, those people talking to me after my classes is why I still do this practice. Let's talk about just for a moment here, your personal stories. When you said you have yours as well, what, what has come up for you? Or I'm sorry, what have you let go? <laughs> what, have you, what have you let go through the use of Qigong and through this movement practice? I've let go of having to be successful. You know, like, oh, I have to have the house in, in the two-car garage and the great job and the pension plan and all of these things that society deems as like making it or the American dream. And I've totally let that go. I've realized that my dream is traveling all over the, all over the world and teaching what I love, which is movement and meditation and nutrition. And I feel like I, I pinch myself whenever I wake up in the morning and go like, oh my God, this is my life. Like I'm traveling to Europe this summer and teaching all over Europe. I am traveling over the United States and teaching all over the United States. I'm going to Mexico in May. I'm going to Costa Rica in April. I mean, this is my life. And I get, and I, it's like a choose your own adventure. I get to do whatever I want. I'm my own boss and I teach wherever I want. And to me, it's like, who, who wouldn't want that sort of life? Even though I don't make a, a ton of money, uh, but I make enough to be happy and to travel. And to me, that's all I need. And this is an interesting contrast because I'm, I'm thinking about someone listening to this podcast right now, wanting to make a bold move to improve their health. What do you think is one of the best first steps they should take to improving their health? I have four platitudes that I live by. The first one is show up. You just show up in your life. The second one is pay attention, you know, become aware of your awareness. The third one is tell your truth without judgment or blame. When you can, when you can honestly communicate with yourself and other people without blaming or guilting or shaming anybody else, the people can hear what you're saying. And, and a lot of people don't listen to what you're saying because there's a lot of guilt and shame attached to our communication. So if you can get that out of your communication, you then start speaking clearly and people understand and comprehend what you're saying. The fourth one is be open to alternate outcomes. So if something doesn't go exactly how you planned, be flexible. Be open to different avenues that may be even better than what you had planned. So to me, do those four things and, and find, find something that you love. Follow your bliss. Follow your, your highest excitement and your joy. If you can do those things, you are, there's no way you cannot but succeed.
I love the I love the point that you made about, you know, being open to different outcomes. I think a lot of people have in, intense stress in their life because they have to get to making this amount of money or they have to get to having this type of a boat or they have to have this type of a car or whatever it might be. And that creates so much incredible stress. I used to train people in gyms and they would be working 10, 12, 14 hours a day, not seeing their families. And they'd come to me after 10 or 15 years of just chasing the dragon's tail, trying to always one up their neighbors and always get better in, in their financial health. And financial health is important and that needs respect, but so does the physical body. So I loved your four points, Peter. I will definitely link those in the show notes so everyone can start using them in their intentions. Speaking of intentions, when you start your day, this is a great transition for tomorrow's a brand new day. When someone wakes up tomorrow after listening to this show, can you shed some light on an intentional plan for your day? how you get up, what you do to begin your day for success? I would say it is writing stuff down. I have, a, I have an equation that I, I talk to my, um, my students and my clients about, which is write it down, see it, say it, live it. And the more you have something written down in front of you, the more it's concreted into your mind so that it can become part of your natural daily rhythm. Now, after a while, you're not going to need that piece of paper or, or that post-it note to remind you because it'll just become, it'll become a daily rhythm, it'll become autonomic. But when you first want to really start instilling new behaviors into your mind and your body, you write it down. You post it on your refrigerator, you post it on your bathroom mirror, you post it on the dashboard of your car. Prominent places where you will constantly be looking and you get reminded like, oh yeah, I need to get outside and connect with nature and get some vitamin D. Oh, yeah, have I connected with my daughter or my lover? Have uh, I eaten a salad today? Have I did something that I really enjoyed, like something creative? Um, have I meditated today? You know, find, find, make a wellness checklist of things that you really, really love and that nourish your body, your mind, and your soul, and write them down. And when you write them down, then you look at it, and then you say them. You physically say these things, and then guess what happens, Josh? You start living them. You just start doing them, and, you, and watch your life transform. You will just notice you will be happier, you'll be healthier, and you'll be following your dreams. And so it's, it's write it down, or, or think it, write it down, See it, say it, live it. And this is easy when it comes out of your mouth because I'm listening and I'm like, okay, great. Every morning I can write this down. But when it comes to the integration for someone that's open to this mode that you're discussing, how do they integrate this into their jam-packed schedule where they have this morning where they're writing down their intentions and their affirmations throughout the day? They're going to plug in their movement at what time? It might be a little overwhelming for someone, especially like a busy mom who's just kind of starting. How would this busy working professional or busy parent integrate this checklist and this healing modalities into their jam-packed schedule? Meditation. By far, it is the most powerful tool you will ever come across and it doesn't have you don't have to be like some Tibetan monk and you know meditate for hours on end. Literally three to five minutes. Um, I think ten minutes is a nice sweet spot myself. Um, but when you are allowing the mind just to be clear and relaxed, you can integrate this information so much easier. 
And that was a very powerful epiphany I had the day I met my teacher back in 2001, which is when you have a profound moment, like you have some energy and information that comes to you that is incredibly life-changing or incredibly profound, you want to take three to five minutes to just sit and be with it and allow your mind and your body to integrate that energy and information. And so my what I propose to my clients is like, hey, move your body, even just get out of bed and just shake your body, just shake it and move your body, do some gathering chi for a few moments and then sit for like three to five minutes to set an intention for your day. And, and what I use is I say, hey, today is the best day of my life because it's happening now. When you're in the now, you are always at, you are at your optimum level. And I also say I am now fully open to give and receive unconditional love and infinite abundance in all of its forms. And I'm basically, I'm sending out this intention of creating this amazing, spectacular day. But you can't do that if you wake up and you hit the ground running and you start making lunches for the kids or you do all of these things that are very kinetic. And you can, a lot of this intention setting and this integration can get lost in, in that, those first few minutes after you wake up. So to me, I, I mean, what I do is I shake my body and then I relax and I just sit for two to three minutes and just kind of be like, okay, what do I want to create today? And then I write it down and then I say it and then I start living it and I start doing it. So getting up, moving your body, shaking, doing something where you're just kind of enlivening yourselves by movement, actually writing down what you're going to create for the day, saying it out loud, and then putting it into action. Definitely going to link that in the show notes. That was powerful. <laughs> Let's transition. This is my favorite part of the show, Peter. And this is seven for seven. It's seven quick questions for seven top of mind answers. Are you prepared? Okay, let's do it. If there was one thing you could change about the health and wellness industry, what would that one thing be and why? To not stress so much of our health and healing on pills and pharmaceuticals. That really food is medicine, you know, nutrition is medicine and really focusing on natural ways to give our body what it needs to repair cells inside of our body. Um, you know, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not lambasting all pharmaceuticals. Yes, there are times in a place when we need pharmaceuticals, but for general mundane type things, pharmaceuticals and pills just have to go and, and natural ways of healing are out there and need to be utilized more. I love that you said sometimes there's a place, but they're definitely over abused. Number two, who has been one of your greatest mentors in life? I would say my parents and my Qigong, my Qigong master, uh, Master Li Junfeng. If I had not met him, my life would be completely different. And I feel very fortunate that we had been able to cross paths 14 years ago and for, for, for him to help me start this journey. You may have already talked about this, but I'm curious, number three, what has been one of the best moments in your career, your almost 20-year career? One of my best moments was standing on a stage in front of 300 people doing Qigong at a food is medicine conference for the Center for Mind-Body Medicine. And I was up on stage and for the first couple of seconds, I was like, oh my God, there's over 300 people in this room. 
And and then I just went in a few seconds later, I went back to being like, okay, I'm okay. And started and just did my normal practice and, and was talking to the microphone and it felt completely natural. And I had so much fun and it was an incredible rush to be able to connect and touch so many people at once. Hmm. Very cool. Overcoming fears builds strength. What is one <laughs> of the best books you've ever read or maybe even the best book? I have to say that I'm, I'm very partial to The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. It was instrumental in helping me start on this healing path. Uh, the Power Now was also very powerful, but The Seven Spiritual Laws just really awoke my mind and body to the fact that we can create whatever we want and we just we have to do certain things. We Basically, we just have to get out of the way, Josh. Is if we can get out of the way, we can do whatever we want. But we are so immersed in the day-to-day and thinking that, oh, there's not enough time, there's not enough energy, I don't have enough whatever to do what I want to do. It's all baloney. You do have, you have an, an infinite amount of power and an infinite amount of things that can help you. You just have to believe it and tap into it. And, and that's what that book did. Oof, man, I can definitely feel you on that one. That will be in the notes and I will probably throw that on my Audible account. <laughs> Number five, what is the legacy that you want to leave to the world and this wellness community when you're gone? The legacy I want to leave is that everybody has the ability to raise their awareness, that you become the unobserved observer, that you can be so aware of your awareness that there you are unstoppable. Like you can, you can be so fully immersed in your now that you have total and complete control over your life. And, and, and that's, that's what I, 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 and I want to give people the notion that you have the ability to heal yourself whenever you want, no matter if it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, you have the power to heal yourself. You don't need drugs. You don't need other people. All you need is the belief that you can do it and some simple tools and it can be done. So that, that's what I want to leave to the world. When you feel stress or you encounter roadblocks, what is a mantra or a message that you tell yourself to get you through life's difficulties? This too shall pass. And today is the best day of my life because it's happening now. It reminds me that every single day of my life is the best day of my life because I'm aware, I'm awake to what's happening now. And that to me, it's the most powerful tool I could ever utilize. Last question, Peter, what is wellness to you? What is your personal definition of wellness? It's being whole. It's being relaxed with who you are. It's being, it's, it's feeling a place of completeness. It's, it's, it's understanding that there's really nothing that you have to do and that there is enough. There will always be enough to take care of you. And it's, it's just believing that we are infinite, that we have an infinite amount of energy that is running through us. And it's just allowing that energy to flow. And when you get into that flow state, you are unstoppable. And, and that's why I love Qigong so much because it is moving my energy at such an amazing pace. Um, I, I feel unstoppable. I, I feel like I am in control of my life, but, I, but at the same time, I'm relaxed, I'm tranquil. I, I'm, I'm not feeling like I just had a cup of coffee and I have to expend this energy. Hmm. I feel at peace. And to me, if you have that 
feeling of tranquilness and at peace and completeness and wholeness, that is wellness. And I love your answer because it applies to everyone from the spiritual healer to the housewife to the busy CEO or someone that's even working on a crane in a field. I mean, these practices that you talked about today are so applicable and we can integrate them just by taking those first steps in the morning. I'll absolutely link everything we talked about in the show notes today, but I want to give Peter people a chance to reach out to you and tell us what's up for you this year and where we can learn more about your projects. The best place to find me is at my website, which is awakenbodyandsoul.com. And you can email me there at peter at awakenbodyandsoul.com or, or friend me on Facebook and I can send you the event links on Facebook. All right. So if you get a hundred applications for a new Facebook friend, you know that it probably came from the show. (laughs) I love it. Peter, thanks so much for what you do. It's so powerful to introduce healing into the world, no matter what form it's in. So I just want to honor the work that you're doing, helping people heal their body, their mind, and their soul. Thank you so much for your work. Oh, I'm very honored to be on the show. Thank you so much. There goes Peter Peterson, Qigong master and meditation healer. What a powerful show. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was doing the editing for the show, there was many moments where I had to go back, look at the resource, listen to Peter talk again. And it's okay if you felt that way too. I linked everything in the show notes today at wellnessforce.com slash now. Check that out. If you have any questions for Peter, you can go to his website, awakenbodyandsoul.com or you can reach out to him, Peter at Awaken Body and Soul. Next week, another powerful show. It's a secret though. I want to tell you really bad right now, but I'm not going to. So you're going to have to tune in next week. It's a phenomenal one, one of my favorites. If you enjoyed today's show, simply tap your iPhone right on the show screen and you'll see a review link that comes up in purple. Your review helps so much for Wellness Force Radio to grow and to reach people that need the message of empowering their lives to better wellness through technology. So if this show resonated with you, tap that screen, hit the review link in purple, and let me hear your voice. I want to know what you liked about this show, or more importantly, how we can make the show better. This show is for you and run by you. All the guests that have come on have been previous anecdotes and messages from guests that love Wellness Force Radio. So if you want to have someone come on the show or if you're interested in just letting your voice be heard, you can also leave me a live voicemail message at wellnessforce.com slash voicemail. So wellnessforce.com slash voicemail. You can leave a message for any guest or for me to answer your show question live. Now you get to go and have an amazing day with all the tools and inspiration you learn from Peter and every other guest that's been on the show. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.